0: Good afternoon, Cape Cod and the Islands. Welcome back to episode forty-one of the Cape Cod Sportscast. I'm your host Wesley Sykes, joined as always by Rich McClone and a special guest today, Enterprise Publishing's top salesman Tyler Amiral, are also scout in the field throughout the course of this football season.
1: Oh yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be here today.
0: Yeah, so it's a, we got a very special show to you. Uh, we got you know MIA football playoffs here after the seedings came out. The regular season came out to an end. Uh, we're going to be doing something very fun after that. We're going to be doing a high school Cape and Islands fantasy football draft, uh, you know, going through all the skill positions and some of the, the group uh, defenses and offensive line groupings there and head coaches to see if, who can build the best high school team on Cape Cod as if uh, Mashpee hasn't already done that. Uh, that's That's a little joke there um but anyway uh anyway so we'll do that and of course we'll give you our nfl pick so if you've been listening uh rich is the guy you want to listen to and uh just do the exact opposite of uh, what i've been doing because rich uh what'd you do last week
2: uh last week i was four and one and the week before that i went three one and one so i mean it's only two weeks it's a small sample size but right now i'm doing okay but if you're putting some units down there, you know, some uh, some Bitcoin, maybe, maybe a
0: couple soda pops, some hot dogs, or something on the game, you're doing pretty well for yourself at seven one and one. 7, seven two and one. Yeah, I I on the other hand two seven and one, um, not very good. But I'm gonna make I'm gonna rebound this week. We got five more picks coming. Uh, that includes the Patriots game. I got a good feeling about this week. I'm feeling very strong.
2: And not only that, we're gonna bonus picks this week, so you can. Uh, and I think Tyler Amaral knows his stuff, so I think I'm expecting five and zero from Utah. Oh, that, don't uh, don't don't bet on that. I don't know. I'm not too great against the, the spreads. Uh, well, it is a great equalizer. So, so episode forty one, we got to get uh, get those numbers out there. What do you got for us?
0: I got I got a whole list here. Uh, first of all, we got. Randy Johnson, who wore number 40 for the New York Yankees, also wore number 41 for the Seattle Mariners. Big unit, you know, the good old mullet, left-hander there. We got Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, great fantasy player, pass catcher. You know, he would go very high in this Cape and Islands football draft here. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, 41, great one. one. Kelly, the clinic Olympic. Oh, yeah. You got your James Posey's. James Posey. Your Tom Seavers, your John Lackey's. A couple of Cleveland Indians, Victor Martinez. Charles Nagy, you know, nice uh, slow ball left-hander, a la early nineties. Ugi Urbina, and I say I'm saving the best for last year. Uh, Wes Unseld, number forty-one.
2: Washington outlet bullets. Pass.
1: All about the outlet pass. Though. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Who you got, Rich? I got one for you. Oh, there we go. Steve Seashack. Oh, there Ciszek, The local guy. Yeah, yeah. we go, I'm gonna. I saw. I saw it last night. I was like flipping through some photos. I was like, wait a second. We got episode forty-one coming up. That's my boy Stevie. So you know let's go with the local guy
0: good guy local guy gotta was he 41 in his whole career or was that uh right he's 41. He's 41 okay all right great so uh let's do this here so
2: and a future guest on the k-pod Sportscast. yeah
0: so we're, we're not gonna that make that happen of course uh he's in his offseason right now unfortunately he's not as good as the Red Sox are he wasn't good as the Dodgers are but he's a good guy though we love that I'm just I'm just taking a little a little fun shot there. Uh, but let's let's get started. So we'll start, as we usually do in the football, uh, high school football portion of this show, uh, from the top and work our way down. Um, so, R- Rich, we got number one Mashpee against number eight.
2: Archbishop Williams, the Archies. If this was a hockey game, I'd be all over the Archies. It's football. And, you know, it's still hard. You can never pick against Mashpee, especially in round one of a state tournament. An undefeated team, having a great season. You know we have blown it up to death about how good this team is with, you know Devon Ford and Xavier Gonzales and Cameron Kurgo and Ian Miller and the list goes on and on. Jack Vanitsky balling out lately, but this Archie team West is not to be slept on. They have a big win recently against uh, uh, St. Mary's. They beat them by a touchdown. Mashby struggled to beat St. Mary's by a touchdown last week. So, you know, common opponent, same result. Uh, I like what I'm seeing out of the Falcons. Big thing tonight is are they going to be healthy? I know no Kendall Rose. um, He was supposed to have the cast taken off his hand this week. I don't believe he'll be playing, so still going to be losing that or missing that linebacker. Nolan Lyon's going to be a, probably a game time decision. Had a, uh, I guess we're calling it an upper body injury. Um, he might play, he might not play. They need him. He is their best two way lineman, been a force on the offensive line. Devon Ford can pretty much hit a home run anytime, but it's nice to have holes open up for you. And he's been a guy who's been opening a lot of those holes up. So the Falcons also, as you said earlier when we were talking before, we always laugh. Matt Treveri always likes to point out how much bigger the opponents are than him. Archbishop Williams is bigger up front than Mashby. They have a couple of horses up there. The Falcons are going to have to be physical. They're going to have to be quick. And they, I think they need to play with the lead. They need to get off to a fast start. This is not the type of team you want to let hang around.
0: Now Tyler, have you got a chance to see uh, either of these teams at all? so I know you've kind of been our south coast uh, scout recently, but I know you also yeah. kind of filled in for me a little bit throughout mm. the uh, when I was on my sabbatical so uh you know fill us in. what what do you know about these two teams here
1: well I, I just know that you're know, not been against Mashpee, and, yeah. and, you know in the in the fr- especially in the first round, but really you know at all i I think I saw a stat that they have the 22nd longest win streak in the country. So, oh wow, you know, that that's a. I yeah, didn't even know that. I knew I knew we in the state. it was you know. the 22nd longest yeah. in the country. Yeah, and so they're that team's just rolling. I think the RT St. Mary's game was kind of a fluke. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I don't I don't expect this game to be. Close, I think maybe RT's can stick around for a little bit, but I think you know Mashby's going to handle business, you know as always.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a tough uh, tough road. Like it's not an easy road in the D7 South here, where you got Cohasset, you got Abington, two teams that are very familiar with Mashby. You got Case coming over from the South Coast Conference, and then maybe you got some upstart teams like Bourne if they were to surprise Abington. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but it, it's a, and then you got Nantucket as well as another uh, team in there. Uh, so it's it's not going to be easy sledding. I think this might be one of the tougher roads for Mashpee moving forward but you you mentioned uh you know kind of a a fluke game for Archbishop Williams it kind of got me thinking like maybe with that happening a week before the Mashpee game maybe St. Mary's was caught kind of peeking ahead yeah that that rematch game a little bit there but uh yeah I'm on board with you I have a tough time seeing uh, Mashpee as a letdown game and what is their only what their third home game of the year you know they're gonna draw a big crowd they're gonna want to you know kind of show out for them and keep that winning streak alive
2: yeah, 27 straight wins for this team. They have been rocking and rolling. Um, that St. Mary's game last week was very, very interesting. Uh, Mashby had some – that game had some of the weirder plays that I've ever seen. So, at one point, Xavier Gonzalez blocks a punt. The ball lands in the arms of Jack Vinitsky around the 40-45-yard 40, line. He is trying to gain ground going into St. Mary's territory. Nine bodies, I counted them were wrapped up on Vinitsky. He tried to go down so that the play would end. Forward momentum never completely stopped. The ball gets ripped out. St. Mary's takes it the other way, all the way down to the 25. I think Devon Ford was in on the tackle. And then the ball got uh, gets brought back to the 40-yard line and given to uh, the, man, or the St. Mary's 40-yard line and they call inadvertent whistle. How there wasn't a whistle while nine guys were on top of Vinitsky is beyond me, but it was that kind of game where Mashby was one play away from blowing out St. Mary's. Ended up being a close game. They, I don't think they're going to let Archbishop Williams hang around. I think they're going to get off to a fast start, and I think Devon Ford ha- has really been in third gear for most of the season. I think we're going to start to see him really get unleashed And as good as Xavier Gonzalez has been, I think that they've been holding back with Xavier. I think we're going to see a lot more of X come playoff time here.
0: All right, that sounds great. So, Tyler, why don't you give us a prediction on the game here? Give us a score.
1: I think Mashby rolls. I'll say 36 14 Falcons.
2: That sounds about right to me. I'm going to say Mashby. 35-21. Thirty-five twenty-one. I, you know, they tend to give up points when it doesn't matter in the fourth quarter with the JVs on the field.
0: Okay, so I, I also have Mashpee winning. I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit different here. I think this is going to be a more tightly contested game. This is a two and five team that maybe could could kind of come on the road with a little bit of edge. Maybe they got a little bit, you know, uh, uh, experience on their team. I'm not completely familiar with that, but. Maybe uh, I think Mashpee comes out to a little bit slow start and plays to these closer games like they have been once they've gotten to the meat of their schedule. Let's say uh, 28-24 Mashpee. Uh, so let's uh, move on to the Division 5 South uh, field here where we have Falmouth, who is undefeated, uh, earning the top seed, and they're hosting another 2-5 team in Foxborough, I believe. They are at the eight seed. So, uh, Rich, what do we know about uh, the, the other team in Foxborough?
2: Well, similar to what you hear from Matt Treveri regarding, you know, the opposition. If you listen to Derek Almeida, Foxborough may be the best high school team in the state. But Tyler Amaral and I, before the uh, podcast, were watching a little bit of Foxborough film. And, Ty, I would have to say neither one of us was very impressed by the Warriors. No, it
1: it wasn't looking too great for the Warriors. Uh, They struggled to move the ball uh, with any consistency. Um, So I can't. I can't see that changing, you know, against Falmouth and so their front seven.
2: No, and they, they didn't – I mean, they have some size up front, but they didn't get a lot of push. Um, you know, they, we watched some of the King Phillip tape. King Phillip, a run-first team similar to Falmouth, and they were breaking five, ten yards of clip. There's no reason to think that Falmouth won't be able to do what they do. Trevor Nunes did not play last week against Nossett. He's coming back. That's going to open up the perimeter. Falmouth basically – had no perimeter game last week against Nosset and still won by uh, two touchdowns, I believe it was 30-16. to 16. They ran 45 rushing plays last week. 42 of them were either Kyle Connolly or Jacob Murphy up the middle. And they still ran for, as a team, about 250 yards. Conley ran for three TDs, threw another to Kyle Cardoza. This team is clicking. They are the best team in D1 South. And I think anything sh- – D5 South, I'm sorry – they uh, anything short of Falmouth going to the finals in D five South to me would have to be a disappointment.
0: All right, those are strong words there. Uh, w- quick question for you: uh, I feel like we've talked about this last week. Maybe uh, we're talking about another team, or I'm mistaken here. But ha- how is Falmouth's health at this point coming into the season?
2: Well, Nunes is coming back. Uh, Colby Davis—that's the big question mark right now. Not sure if we're going to see Colby Davis play. He's been a starting old lineman and their middle linebacker. Uh, He is a big part of what they do. The good thing is, is with this team, is they've had guys step up. So David Drew's been able to step into that hole for Davis. He's not Colby Davis, but he's a serviceable linebacker. He's made some plays. He's pretty good. Cam Rowell coming back to the team this week. He's been out for about a month with uh, uh, Mono. Getting him back is huge because he is a football player. He is the number one backup to Connolly, a quarterback. Different dynamic, but remember, this is the kid who came off the bench when Connolly was hurt in that Bishop-Feehan game and led to, that led them to a comeback victory. Without that, Falmouth could be the three seed right now, but they won that game against Feehan early. They're getting their guys back. Uh, Chris Perito was a little banged up. He's He looks like he's in good shape. I'd say they're about as healthy as they've been in a while. Davis at the big question mark. You know, Jacob Murphy with that shoulder missed game two weeks ago, he looked great last week. So I think uh, any team at this point of the year is going to have its bumps and bruises, but they're pretty good for where we are, you know, with the playoffs starting. Yeah, because I asked because I,
0: I feel like that's the only thing that can really derail this team is is probably themselves or hurting themselves with through injuries and that sort of thing because they seem like they're uh, like you said kind of clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, Tyler, let's get a prediction from you on Falmouth Foxborough, the one versus eight seed in the Division Five South tournament.
1: So, so Foxborough comes from one of the better leagues in in the state in the Hockamock League. Sure, yeah. So they might come with some toughness, be able to hang for a little bit, but I think ultimately Falmouth pulls away, ends up winning something like. Thirty-two to six. I can't see, uh, Falmouth, uh, Foxborough being able to score too much.
2: Yeah, the way the Clippers have been going defensively, they've been really stout. Last week, they had a couple of issues against Bobby Joy. You know, when a play would break down, Joy, that amazing uh, scrambler that he is, he was able to uh, turn up some big plays. But defensively last week, running backs in the first half against Falmouth had ten rushes for nine yards. I love the way that they're defending the run, Foxborough. I don't know that they're going to be able to make enough plays in the passing game. I think Falmouth wins easily. Uh, put me down for thirty to eight. Yeah, you know, I think
0: I'm I'm kind of on this in the same boat in the same ballpark as you, Rich. There, I just think that come tournament time, the best weapon that a team has, and we've talked about this countless times on the show, is that element of surprise with that triple option you don't have that time to prepare you don't have that necessary reps against real real game time or teams that really know how to run it um so i think that's their their greatest weapon moving forward in the tournament until maybe they run up another team that runs that tw- triple option style uh, offense there but uh yeah I, I see it going the same way uh let's say 35 12. Uh, Falmouth there. So we'll go on to that. Let's move down to all the way down to the Division 8 South tournament where we have a rematch from last week's uh, game that will be played actually tonight. It was supposed to be played at uh, on Saturday at noon, uh, but it'll be played Friday 630 at Jackson Field. This is number two seated upper Cape Tech who is five and two on the year. Uh, hosting Old Colony, who is the number seven seed, uh, they were four and three. It was a thirteen to six game last week, so it was a real slugfest of a game. Although uh, Upper Cape Tech has the the home run hitters that we've mentioned countless times on this show before, uh, the Jazari Salims, the Cameron Glovers of the world. Uh, their defense has really come to play. I thought they matched uh, Old Colony's uh, uh, kind of. Stoutness on defense, kind of play for play there. Uh, but, again, the difference was the the big play ability of, of Glover, who was able to rip off a 49-yard jet sweep uh, in the first quarter, take a 7-0 lead, and then uh, Jazar Salim, who was stopped the whole day, was able to break open for a 12-yard game to, for the go-ahead touchdown. The interesting thing to see uh, kind of coming into this game uh, will be what type of offense the Cougars choose to run. They went spread for the start of the game and for most of the game, and they just cannot pass the ball at all. They can't catch the ball at all. So they have two running back, two or three running backs uh, that, that they really kind of bring up the most of their offense. Uh, so when they went to a double tight, double wing formation, that's when they were able to score their touchdown. That's when they were able to have sustained really long drives. I think one drive they had three uh, fourth down conversions and two third down conversions at chewed up like it was like a 19 play drive or something like that it chewed up like nine minutes of clock it was a it was actually a really really amazing thing to watch but they went away from that so i have to wonder second week this is you know not an easy game to pick uh where you're playing a team for the second time in as many weeks I still think Upper Cape Tech has the advantage because of that home run hitters, but I have to wonder that if uh, uh, the head coach over there at at Old Colony rethinks some things and sticks to that double tight, double wing option where they were able to kind of just get a whole slew of linemen out in front as lead blockers and have
1: the running backs run behind them.
0: But I I don't know if you guys have seen anything about, uh, you know, Old Colony coming in, but but Tyler, let's start with you here. Uh,
1: So I, I saw Old Colony play week one. Uh, they host a cathedral cathedral not what they typically are they went winless this year i believe in the regular season and i'm surprised to hear that old colony even went spread at all because they were a double wing team to start the year kind of had their way but the passing game is pretty non-existent um i don't even know if they've thrown for a touchdown pass all year um so i think upper cape gets it done again um you know i think salim and glover are just are just too much
2: yeah i'm kind of in the same boat as you guys i think that the uh you know, the big playability of Upper Cape could be the uh, what is the determining factor in this game. And also having that extra week to prepare, knowing that you're going to see the double tight uh, look and you're going to have to, you know, slug it out. That tells me that Upper Cape's just going to have they're going to crowd the line of scrimmage and they're going to they have some big bodies. They have some good defenders, you know, and you're just going to have 11 guys in the box and. And it's going to be a war of wills. I think this game's going to be tight, but I'd like what upper Cape can do with the big play. I think they win like 20 to 13 myself.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to be a tightly played game, uh, old colony. It's funny that you say that you know they play double tight most uh, most of the season. Now, I wonder if they were just trying to catch them off guard at that point. Maybe they could go spread and they, they won't, won't – something they wouldn't be uh, anticipating. But I got to imagine they go back to that double tight formation, really milk the clock, limit possessions. That's kind of been their MO. They haven't given up more than two touchdowns all year on defense. It's the Cougars I'm talking about. So, again, I see it as another kind of tightly played game. I'm going to say 16 to 8 upper cape.
1: They advance. I like the sound of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds uh, pretty good there. Okay. So let's, let's stick around inborn. We'll hop up a division to uh, the Division 7 South tournament. Where the Bourne Canalmen have some tough sledding against uh, going on the road to Abington to the second-seeded Green Wave. They're six and one in the year. Their only loss is to Mashpee. Um, Rich, you know you you know about this this Abington team a little bit more, but uh, real quick, just on Bourne, uh, their defense has slipped a little bit. I think all throughout the first uh, all throughout the year, the first first quarter has been a huge problem from them. For defensively, they just haven't. They've come out of the gates really slow, and then they've been forced to kind of play catch up or. Put the pressure on the offense to match points, and you know early on, and that just wasn't the case against a bigger and and stronger opponent team, which a whole different level. I, you know th- these SEC crossover games are great to decide a a first place, a true champion of the league. But a- everything after that the second place, third, fourth, fifth, like, there's nothing to gain from that. It's really just an exhibition game. So if you're not playing for that first place one, like those games are really pointless. So it kind of stinks that, uh, Bourne had to play. You know, a division or two up to against Pontequio, and then uh, you know, get the showing that they did it was a forty-two nineteen loss. But they showed great guts in the loss. Uh, they had three second half touchdowns from James Cahun. One was an eighty-eight yard bomb. Another one was a twenty-four um, yard strike to Jack Neal, and then I believe a uh, another one was to got to be Spencer Rose there. He's the other their other big guy there. Uh, but he you you threw for practically three hundred yards after only passing for like you know, 71 in the first half there. So this is a guy who can really really sling it around. I think that's going to be the focal point. If the defense can match Abington, which I'm not sure that they can. I know that Abington team, really tough, perennially tough. They're battle-tested in that South Shore League. They're always in the tournament. So this is nothing new for them. This is Bourne's first time to the tournament since the new format. So think about that. So 2011 was the last time they played. They just happened to win the state title that year too but obviously not uh, anything close uh, resemblance to that that undefeated team other than John McIntyre at head coach there. but uh, Rich, what do you see about uh, Abington from your um, you know experiences with Mashby?
2: I gotta tell you, I love this Abington team. They are one of the most fun teams to watch because they have big playability. they are tough, they have size on the line. Um, the quarterback can run the ball. They can throw it a little bit. They always have a trick up their sleeve. They like to run some hook and ladders. They'll do some, you know, they always seem to have one play a game where you don't expect it and here it comes and like, oh, what just happened? Uh, the Green Wave are a very, very good football program from top to bottom. I really believe that if Mashree going to win another state title, they're going to have to go through Abington again. Um, that is their probably their biggest football rival, and I just foresee another showdown with them, which doesn't bode well for the Canalmen.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think overall, just comparing the two leagues, the South Shore is much more difficult than the the South Coast. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Especially, especially the small. In the, in the small, yeah, yeah. The South Coast small. I, I don't know how good that league is. Uh, I like what Bourne can do on, offensively. I just think this is probably the toughest draw they could have drawn, you know, with the travel and, you know, mm-hmm. going all the way up to Abington. I think, that, I think it's going to be tough. That's a, you know, it's a great program. Jim Kelleher, one of the best coaches around. Sure, yeah. Um, Will Klein, probably the best player in, in D7 not named, it's Xavier Gonzalez or, or Devon Ford. So I think Abington, I think they handle business, pr- you know, pretty handily on, uh, you know, tonight against Bourne. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I just have a tough time coming up with scenarios with how Bourne can, uh, you know, come out. On top here, barring, you know, miracle plays, and I I, I don't know, I just have a tough time visualizing that, but one thing I would like to see more is uh, getting their junior running back, first-year player on Bourne is uh, uh, Jamon Scott the ball a little bit more. He racked up, like, 40 yards, and I know it was kind of garbage time uh, uh, against Aponequit last week, but he was the only guy that was generating any sort of uh, positive yardage out of the backfield on running attempts. And I know they typically have gone with Ryan O'Connor and Josh Gonzalez as their lead backs to start the games. And Scott has kind of finished off games or has kind of come in in relief. But this is a guy who's got world-class speed. He steps on the field. He's going to be the fastest guy on the field more often than not. Um, and and he's still raw. I think that's probably the reason why you don't see him as much. Uh, but this, he has game-changing speed. And in a game where it's kind of win-or-go-home mentality – I have a tough time leaving your biggest weapons, your best home run weapons, which may, you know, be the difference in a in a game like going up against Abington. You may need those trick plays, those home run hitting plays to even have a shot against them. I don't think you're going to be able to grind out, uh, you know, drives and then hope your defense can stop them. I think it's going to have to be led by your offense there if you're born. Uh, but but again, I, I have a tough time uh, seeing born win this game. I think. Part of them, I, I don't think they would admit to us, but I think part of them is just kind of happy to be there in a certain sense. And I don't think anyone would ever say that from, you know, the canal. And that's just kind of my uh, my perception of things after, because it's been so long and the program has been so down. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go with uh, the green wave on this one. We'll ride the wave a little bit here. Let's say a uh, 27-21 win, Abington.
2: The only blueprint I can see for the canalmen finding a way is they'd have to get a defensive score. They're gonna to have to get a special team score, win the turnover battle, and you know, I, the way I see Abington over the years is they're just such a big play team. They have home run hitters all over the field, and they can hit you so quick, so fast. You know, against teams, a team like Mashby, you know, I see that I've seen them have 70, 80 yard plays where just you know, snap the finger, and then the game has changed. I don't know if Bourne's gonna be able to hang with that because I don't know that they've got the guys who can return serve. So I don't think it's gonna be as close as you said. I really think that Abington is out to make a statement. I think they want that rematch with Mashby, and I think this game ends up somewhere around 40 to 13.
1: Wow. Okay. Final score from you? Yeah, I, I would. I'm pretty close to Rich. I was thinking something like 42 to 12 in my in my head there. Um, but but like Rich said, they're gonna need some special teams plays, some defensive plays. I've seen that out of Spencer Rose and Jack Neal, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe they will be able to make it competitive with a couple plays in the other two phases of the game. But uh, ultimately, I I like the Green Wave.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, you know, Bourne has shown an ability to score touchdowns on special teams and on defense. I believe they've had. Six or seven uh, non-offensive touchdowns this year. So they're definitely showing the ability. It's just whether it can happen against a high-quality opponent. I think some of those have come against Wareham, who's obviously having a down year this year. Another one came against Upper Cape before they had really gelled together in that first game of the year. So uh, some of the and, and Martha's Vineyard as well, yeah. so another team that's kind of been down on their luck. But nevertheless, they have shown the ability that they've done that before uh but it, yeah again we'll we'll see how that one plays out um moving forward, let's get to the creme de la creme the the main course if you will, the soup du jour no it's it's the fantasy football draft that we oh. teased earlier yeah that's that's what it was there rich it's what the whole reason why we're here today uh so yeah, so we're doing this it is a pretty cool thing so i gotta be honest I, I lifted this idea from our friends over at the standard Times. Uh, Brendan Curie, maybe, you know, Nick Fryer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah, his yeah. work, uh, him. And then I believe it was Sam Schilling, who is the new Bedford High uh, uh, lacrosse coach lacrosse, right yeah, now. Yeah, yep. I know Sam uh, so they did that and it was uh, to great success. I heard them doing it and I was like, this is awesome. We got to do the same thing here. So here's the rundown. We already have the draft selections. We did rock, paper, scissors to decide it. So I got the first round pick, first overall pick. Rich won it though. I will say that. So you chose to go third to get that double pick there. Uh, So I will go first, Tyler will go second, uh, then Rich will go third, and we'll go in a snake formation. So that means second round, Rich will go first, Tyler will go second, I will go third, and so on and so forth. Uh, And then here are the categories here. So we are going with one quarterback, two running backs, one wide receiver, one tight end, one flex position, an entire team's offensive line unit, an entire defense and special teams unit from one team, and one head coach. Now, so a couple of parameters just to point out here, real quick, too. If we were to draft someone a la Devon Ford, who is an equally good defensive back, you cannot play him on defense. You got him only as a running back. So that's that's sound fair there. Um, but yeah, so let's get this started. I'm going to open up my quick document here, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit while we are uh, killing some time. Uh, and let's see, what do we got here? Okay. So with my first overall pick, I, I don't think this is really a surprise to anyone. I think this was probably the consensus number one overall pick. Uh, before we do that, I think I think we got a little sound of this player uh, maybe making a case.
2: Yeah, he's uh, – let's just say he wears number one on his jersey. We knew he was going to go number one in the draft. He knew he would go number one in the draft. And he said if we didn't take him number one, that we were making a huge mistake. Do you want me to announce it, or I think? Well, no, I'm to, announcing yeah, my own pick. You're not gonna. <laughs> yeah. you're, why don't
0: you just drop the mic until your third pick, Rich? All right, come on. Let's let's do this. Okay, so with, with the first overall pick, I'm selecting uh senior from Ashby, running back Devon Ford, and here's here's his pitch right here. I'm doing
2: this for four years. So you were saying if you don't go first overall, disrespected. <laughs> it's it's real big disrespect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't want to disrespect Devon. He's a, he's a friend of the program. He's a returning player, you know, returning guest on this show here. And honestly, he's the best all-around back in the area, uh, regardless of division where you get him. He's an all-purpose back. He can return kicks. He can do everything for anything you ask. I know I don't got him for kick returns. I know I'm not going to take that just yet. Uh, but yeah, so I am doing – so I'm taking Devon Ford. My team is set really, really well now. I just need an offensive line to block for him. Which yeah. I don't think I even need a great one at that point. I can really late you wait can, the last round. You take rounds. anybody
2: you want there, but you know the thing about Devon Ford that I love is I was talking to um, the trainer over at MASH High the other day, Leslie Smith, who has you know been around sports her whole life, and she knows, you know what sets elite guys apart from good football players, and the, we were talking about Devon and his ability to see a play set itself up, his vision. His awareness on the field is like no one I can ever remember seeing. He knows where the blocks are going to come from. You can see him wait for somebody to run by. He just has that innate ability to make things happen that few players you know, possess. I see somebody on his own team like Cameron Kurgo, who is a phenomenal athlete. Cameron makes big plays. Devon makes plays big that should have been small does that make sense
1: it does make sense uh i've seen devon play uh you know a number of times going back to his freshman year when they started you know they started their little dynasty here and he's just he really is a special player he's uh, you know i go all around the state see a bunch of kids play and he's throw divisions out the window he's a he's a top five player in the state uh you know all around
0: yeah, and he's got he's got the NFL blood in him. You know, you mentioned the vision. You mentioned the titles. You mentioned the winning streak. The guy's got a killer instinct about him. Now this really help. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I want a dynamic offense. I want an offense that's not going to be held up by one player or anything like that. But he is a great cornerstone player. Tyler, let's go to you for the number two overall pick.
1: So there's a lot of good backs in the area. So I'm going to have to go off the upper cape here. Going down, to, down uh, headed, heading down the cape here. I'm going to go with. Are Dennis. you on the forearm?
0: Is that where you're going? Or the elbow? Where, uh, where? Yeah,
1: if not, yeah, right on the forearm. We're okay. Getting, we're de- getting down into the mid cape here. Sure. I'm going to take a, probably a top five receiver in the state, Jeffrey Jamil from Dennis Yarmouth. Oh, okay. That He's kid, off the board for me now. That kid is an absolute machine uh, out of the slot. Uh, basically, you uh, unguardable. I saw him play last year as a freshman. At Gillette against West Springfield, and that kid just had a—you know—he had a field day. Uh, he, you can't guard him. So I'm gonna go. Hopefully this league's PPR as well. And oh yeah, P, yeah, I'll it's a PPR. Some, league, yes, some, yeah. yes. That's the only thing I compete in. I think from, Rich, uh, your yeah. PPR league, right? So yeah. yeah so, so I think I'm in good shape with uh, Jeffrey Jamil. That's nice. He's
0: gonna put up a lot of points, a lot of big plays. You know, I played in one league that was, uh, you know, you get a forty point yard bone. You get a you get a bonus for forty yard touchdowns. So yeah, think He yeah. would fall in great for those those type of plays there as well. I don't think you go wrong. Again, in the blood there, that long lineage of Jamil's to wear number thirty six in that green and white. So he's just another on that list of great players there. But uh, Rich, let's go uh, to number three overall pick for yourself.
2: Well, I gotta say, I did not think that we, Tyler was going to go wide receiver with his first pick. But well, maybe st- he's
0: drafting from you know maybe there's not a lot of receivers in the area. He wants the best of the from a smaller pool, and then you can kind of go running backs. Obviously loaded you got quarterbacks there but okay let's what do you got
2: well i am i had a plan and that's why i took the number three pick overall okay.
0: strategizing and i, like I
2: am gonna stick to the plan even though there's a guy out there that i'm it's killing me not to take but with my first pick i am gonna go with my own maroon and white oh i am gonna take kyle cardoza, kyle wide, receiver, cardoza. wide receiver now i know kyle may not have the greatest fantasy stats this year but on a catch touchdown to catch ratio, he, he it's off the charts. Like one out of every two catches he has seems to be to go to the house. He's got great hands, he can block, he really does it all. I've watched this kid grow from who a kid who was kind of lazy as a freshman and in a sophomore to an absolute beast. And he is an unstoppable force and he is going to be part one of my two-part plan to build a monster of a team
0: all right real, real quick just check with me real quick that the mic is on i felt like it can popped off there real second no it's not. okay perfect Sorry, right. it's just my headphones there yeah, okay got... so cardoza great pick great catch radius huge hands awesome red zone target What do you got for the fourth overall pick? So the first round, just to recap, the first round, we had Devon Ford, we had Jeffrey Jamil, and then we had Kyle Cardoza. So, uh, you know, all all mid-CAPE teams here pretty much.
2: I'm going with my first round. My first pick of the second round here is almost a clone of my first round pick. You guys know where I'm going to go.
0: Oh, man. Almost
2: the same exact size. It's a shame that these guys can't play on defense for me but maybe, you, oh not together but maybe you can get one of them yeah exactly but i tell you what can you go any stronger than having kyle cardoza on one side and then at tight end or maybe in the slot or in the backfield or wherever he lines up one xavier Gonzalez gonzal gonzal there we go xavier <laughs> gonzalves from mashpee high school and maybe not only a great tight end a great kid i mean i have two studs on this team right now
0: yeah you're going big you're going with size you're going for mismatches early i kind of like this bill belichick a la 2011 twin tight end so we won't mention the other tight ends name there i think character wise those players aren't the same level anywhere close but the mentality of on the field production i think that's a great way to go uh big beastly unguardable players I really enjoy it. It's heading back to, uh, to I think we have oh, it. we got some sound here. I, I was staring right at it too as I was talking about it. So we have Xavier making his pitch, uh, for where he should go. So I, I don't know if he was going to be upset about going uh, in the second round, but we'll see.
2: You know, what? I think you know I, I am the best tight end for you guys to pick. Um, you know, I, I do it all: block, catch, uh, run the ball when I have to. You know, we've definitely spread the spread out the game plan more to get me the ball as many ways as possible. So. You know? So do I reach? Do I take you in round, what, round three? Oh, no, no, no. Round four? That's I, Round right. First round pick. Oh. I, th- I definitely think <laughs> a first round. If not, second round, but early second round, if not first round.
0: He hit it right on the nose. He said he wanted to be a first round pick, and he said, if not, high second round. You went as high as you can go in the second round there, so I think you'll be happy with that. And I also appreciate, this is a little callback to when we had the Mastery players on the podcast here. He's probably got the longest cut of anyone on this uh of audio on here the the guy who I thought was so quiet and stoic in nature is just is opening up he's blossoming like a butterfly before my eyes here. This is fantastic uh Tyler, what do we got for the fifth overall pick here?
1: So my next pick here I got a kid who might be a surprise to a lot of people coming you know coming into the year might Uh-oh. not expect him to be this successful, but this should be no surprise that I'm taking him here sixth overall that's uh Fifth overall, sorry. Fifth, yes. That, this is Falmouth, uh, Falmouth back uh, Jake Murphy.
0: 300-yard rushing 300,
1: game. Yeah, he, uh, I think he has eight touchdowns on okay. the year. 300-yard rushing game to his name. Can't pass him up here at, at number five.
0: Now, I love it, but my question – this is my question with uh, – most of the running backs from coming from Falmouth are they a system player are they a product of that triple option that teams aren't ready for or are these actually good players are they, are you gonna have to fit a square peg into a round hole or are you gonna be going with a triple
1: option type of offense here because uh, you
0: already got your meal you, you know what I mean
1: yeah so so I think a lot of players from the triple option could be system players but some people just are just good football players, mm-hmm. and Falmouth has a lot of those. I, I like Noons and I like Murphy a lot in that backfield, and I think they'll you know they can see, succeed anywhere.
2: He's got Jamil, and now he has Jamussel. Oh, because let me tell you, Jake Murphy is a tough, tough kid. He had the 300-yard game that we talked about last week. Falmouth had no chance to run outside without uh, Noons in the lineup. They knew Nossett knew they were going to get a steady diet of Murphy and they just couldn't stop him five yards. Almost every single time he touches the ball and he's got a nose for the end zone. I like that pick. That is a, you know, Tyler is going a little going about this a little different than you and I maybe, But I like his team. What's the strategy going on? And listen, you can't go wrong with two players like that. The only guy to
0: rush for 300 yards on the Cape this year. Maybe, you know, in Eastern Massachusetts. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe that's not accurate. But I would say definitely on the Cape, right? He's got to be the only guy on 300 yards. And you got Jamil who has that home run hitting power too. So I like that a lot. Uh, Rounding out at the bottom of the second round, the sixth overall pick. Closing out the second round here. uh, I got my pick of quarterbacks. And I'm going to go with the one who I think has been the best just year. I've happened to see the most. Uh, senior quarterback from the Bourne Canalman, James Cahoon. Uh, that's who, who I'm going to write this down here real quick. Uh, James Cahoon, by my count, is leading the Cape uh, Cape and Islands and passing touchdowns this year with 14. He's got you know 17 touchdowns on the year total. So this offense has been a juggernaut this year. It's been sparked by the switch to that spread offense. That's what I think I'm going to be running. I want a dynamic spread offense, so you never know skill position players all over the field. You don't know if I'm going to run, if I'm going to pass it, if I'm going to do a quick screen to, you know, Devon Ford there. So now I got a nice quarterback running back option. Uh and he's also can throw for three like 300 yards. He's done that in a game. He's thrown for four touchdowns. He threw for 293 yards last week against, a, you know, a pretty good opponent quit team uh, that earned the fifth seed in, in the Division 6 South tournament. So I like his progression there. He's big. He's tall. He wears number 12. I see a lot of similarities between uh, you know our boy Tommy up there and, uh, and Gillette there. So I love that. So closing out the first two rounds, we have, real quick, just run through my teams. I have James Cahoon from Bourne, at quarterback. I have running back uh, Devon
1: Ford from Mashpee. Tyler, who you got? With my first pick, I took wide receiver Jeffrey Jamil from Dennis Yarmouth. And my first back is Jake Murphy from Falmouth High.
2: And I have wide receiver Kyle Cardoza and tight end Xavier Gonzalez, and I probably also have the WWE tag team champions.
0: <laughs> that would be that would be a formidable foe for sure. There. Um, okay, so this is what I'm going to take uh, with the first pick of the third round, the seventh overall pick. Uh, give me a wide receiver to pair with James Cahun. Yeah, I need someone to go go out and get the ball. Someone who has great hands, someone who's very athletic, who has great speed, good leaping ability, has a an experience of winning championships. Give me senior from Mashby, Cam Kurgo. Uh, so I right now I think I got uh, a lot of a lot of well balance uh, on my team right now because I'm going to be running the spread, of course. I've Got Cahun airing it out to uh, Cam Kergo, and he can also hand the ball off. To Devon Ford whenever he wants. So I'm feeling really good about this. This is going back to Tyler for the eighth overall pick.
1: I'm going to go running back again. So okay. So if teams want a key on key on the backfield, then we'll throw the ball up top to Jamil. I'm going. With, you
0: still need someone uh, to throw the ball up the field. Oh, too. Oh, okay.
1: We're working on that. Too, all right, because, all right, all right. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm going down to the islands. And Ooh. I'm going to take a shifty back who was absent for the Mashpee game, Devontae Usher.
0: Yes. All right. I love that. So this was a guy, again, you, you look at that Nantucket game against Mashpee early in the season. And on paper, that looks like a really strong win. You're going on the road to Nantucket. They were missing Usher, I believe. And then one of their other best players maybe was sideline 50-50. I don't know if he was playing, yeah. but maybe not at 100%. He- so that, that, without those two players, you're looking at Nantucket. A very higher seed in that Division Seven cell. Yeah, playoffs. and this
1: gives me a little bit of a, a thunder lightning backfield. I got Usher, and I you know uh, for the speed, and I got mm-hmm. Jake Murphy pounding it. So down
0: in a, the red zone, I yeah. like that. Okay, here we go.
2: That is a hell of a home run threat he got there. I like Usher a lot. He's yep. a good player. All right, so ninth, I am going go, to go. Yeah, and you know, I, the type of team I have is obviously a bruising team. So I need a quarterback who fits that kind of system. Sure. So it looks like we might be running a bit of the triple option here at, uh, at McClone high school. So give me Kyle Cardoza, steal the direct uh, Kyle Conley. You uh, already Kyle got Kyle, Kyle, Cardoza, twice. Kyle <laughs> Conley as my quarterback. And, mm-hmm. you know, he runs for over 200 on the regular has a nose for the end zone last week alone, three touchdowns on the ground, one through the air, has that natural connection with Cardoza already, mm-hmm. so we got some chemistry there. He gets along with Xavier; they're friends. I, they were hanging out the other night at the uh, at the foot, uh, field hockey game at Mashby, and uh, he, as he'll tell you, you know, he is a steal. He thinks he should have been the second pick overall in this draft. Okay, so so you got him, you got him late then. You got him great. Yep. That's that's great
0: value on him. Let's see what he had to say.
2: <laughs> All right, so who's the first pick overall, Kyle?
0: I'll say Ford.
2: And who would be the second pick overall?
0: Me. Why? I feel like I'm able to do everything on the field, run it, throw it, play defense, do anything that someone else can do.
2: So if I draft you, what am I getting?
0: I'll say 20, 20, 25 points.
2: All right. right. There you
0: go. 20, 25 points a game. That's pretty solid right there. He's he's kind of like modest about saying
2: all that, that humble. It's like a humble brag there. I (laughs) like that. Kyle is a funny kid. He is all about the business, and he gets it done every single week. And I feel very good about that pick. I feel better about that pick because my Uh-oh. fourth round pick of the, the uh, tenth overall, the tenth overall, is five guys in one. Uh oh. I've got Terrell Robalo, Chad Lennox, uh, Dave Doherty, Ethan Harper, and I'm blanking on the fifth O lineman, and he'll probably kill me. But I am going to take the Falmouth High School offensive line with the fourth overall pick. That's
0: that hurts me. I was going, that was gunning for that over there. That's that that you, you leaped early. You got your pick at offensive line there. So now you got filled out. So you got pretty a good good core of your offense filled out there. You have no running back yet, but you already got a big offense there. You got a running quarterback and then two I figure two it, monsters.
2: I can get a couple of backs to put in this backfield, and it doesn't matter because. With that offensive sure. line and that quarterback and those beasts on the outside, good luck stopping me.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I, I I love that pick. I'm a little
2: little mad actually, to be honest. I, I it's I'm a upset
0: love hate Rich. sort that, of thing. That's yeah.
1: who I was going with next was that that Oh, you, you stole it line. right from yeah, me. Yeah, you had yeah, it in the yeah. queue. Huh? Yeah, I yeah. did
0: right in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we go we go to what is this the second pick of the fourth round? Now I'm starting to lose track here. So eleventh overall, uh, Tyler. What do you got? Who, who are you shooting for?
1: I'm gonna go down to the mid cape again. I'm okay. gonna grab my quarterback. Uh need somebody to throw the ball to Jamil. Yeah, uh, sure. Keep the defenses, you know, on their heels a little bit. I'm going Matt Peter Kusky, Great uh, choice. Quarterback yeah. Constable High. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, twenty I
0: believe I was reading just the other day, he has more than twenty six hundred passing yards for his career. He's approaching a thousand for his uh this season, eleven passing touchdowns mm-hmm. this season great option for a high scoring offense that's battle tested and coming out of the highest division was d2 south d2 D2
1: south uh, yeah.
0: yeah only losses this year to my understanding was on the road to act and brought boxborough which is undefeated mm-hmm. and uh no they beat, beat D-Y. dy yeah and they and they lost to Braintree on the road as well uh so you know they're definitely battle tested this is a team that's gonna do big things with peter kusky at the helm i love that so i like that pick a lot uh and then we'll close out the fourth round right I gotta go back to back here um I put Kurgo in my running back slot by mistake here I gotta fix that real quick okay so 11th overall I need another running back I need a tight end offensive line uh really screwed me up with Rich taking uh Falmouth that was my first selection for offensive line but sticking with what I just said uh, about teams that are battle-tested, teams being big. I want big, strong linemen coming from, you know, I don't want a Division 8 South offensive line here. No disrespect to Upper cable I think it's done a f- phenomenal job on the line this year. But I want to be able to go in any place at any time and be able to rely on my offensive line. Give me the Barnstable offensive line for an offense that's surging this year. Division 2 South, you're going to get a lot of big bodies. they got a big Area to choose from as far as that whole town being the biggest town in the Cape. Give me the Barnstable O line for Ford to run behind for Cahoon to throw behind. Uh, let me just jot this down. That's real not quick. a bad
2: pick, I tell you. The one thing that really jumped out at me when I was watching some Barnstable tape earlier uh, this season was the physicality they have. Those guys really like to get after it. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. If Falmouth is not playing for a Super Bowl and that game, is the last game of the season that is going to be an absolute slugfest in war and it's going to be so much fun. And I'm glad that that's the game I cover on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. So I uh, I think that you're in for another great classic Falmouth Barnstable game this year. I think uh, a little, little jealous on that end because I'm not sure if I think Bourne Wareham is going to be similar uh, to last year, just flipped
2: flipped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> that's that's so, kind yeah. of my,
0: uh, <laughs> my impersonation of that game. But uh, so the first pick of the fifth round, uh, 12th overall Um, you know, give me a flex player here. So I want to, I want to flex. I got an open running back position, but I think I got someone saved for that. I need a tight end, but I kind of got someone in mind for that. Um, hopefully they, they stick around. Uh, but flex position. This is a little bit of a different one. So give me senior quarterback Cam Lopes from sandwich. So this is a guy who's coming off a broken hand to start the year. He is the epitome of what you might want out of a leader of a football team. This guy leaves by example, leaves on the field. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He lined up in the passing camps at wide receiver. He ran the ball when he had a broken hand to start the year. He played defensive line and was a force on then, although that doesn't count. I know that. And he can also throw the ball pretty well should an injury happen to, you know, James Cahoon. But, you know, you, you can line him up. He's a football player at the end of the day. You see these guys, maybe like Javon Ford, went in his college career as an athlete. I'm going to have Cam Lopes listed as an athlete. There we go.
2: What I love about that pick, Wes, is he's played so many positions this year because of the injury that, you know, wherever you want to put him, he can handle the job. And Cam Lopes is a football player. You know, I like that pick a lot. I think he's a he's rock solid for you.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be good. And I think he's not going to give you any guff about, you know, oh, I'm a quarterback, I want to play the court. No, I think this guy just wants to be on the football field. And that's what I want. That's why I want my head coach to coach. Because I'm, if I'm the GM, if I'm, you know, the the Don Dom Dal- Dombrowski? Dan- Dave What's Dombrowski. Dave. Yeah. I yeah. Dave. I don't know why I blanked on that name yeah. right there. Dombrowski. You know, I'm i wanna be sitting up in the press box knowing that my guys want to play for the top dollar. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I want here for the love of the game, too. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's that. So uh we're going back to Tyler here for geez, what thirteenth, thirteenth luck number thirteen overall pick.
1: Uh, sounds sounds right. Yeah, we'll right. go with yeah. that, right? <laughs> um so I'm gonna go with a group of Kids who I believe are really underrated. They're in the shadows of last year's position group and which was one of the best in the state. I think they're underrated. Bunch of tough kids that are ready to go to war. I'm taking the Mash B O line.
0: The Mash B O line. Wow, very nice. So you're gonna go with a kind of like a speed, get to the second level type of uh, yep. you know, quick get,
1: get the athletes in space. Yes, let's I see like what we that. can
0: do. Okay, all right, great. So now we're going to Rich here for the fourteenth overall pick. We'll just say that. I'm not sure
2: yeah, that sounds about right. And I got to tell you, now I'm kind of thinking, where do I go? I know that there's a lot of running backs out there, and I'm going to let that position simmer for a little bit here. I'm going to go defense right now. And I know that my, my squad is very maroon, but my blood runs maroon. And I look at all the defenses across Cape Cod, and the one that's been consistent from day one has been that family team. Shutting out Nauset last week in the second half was really, really impressive. They've done the job. I got to figure I'm going to have a healthy Colby Davis. I'm going to have Chris Perito ball hawking. I got Cam Rowell and Kyle Conley back there, and I got Cardoza playing both sides of the ball for me now because he is a pass rusher. Dave Doherty playing both sides of the ball for me too. Uh, I love that. You know This Falmouth uh, defense has been rock solid all year, and I, I don't know, Ty, is there a better defense out there?
1: It's I haven't I haven't seen one in person this year. They, that's a fast defense, a physical defense. They make you pay. I saw them play against Sandwich. Came up with a couple picks there. They they were just all over the place. Uh, so I, it, you'd be hard pressed to find a defense better in this area.
2: And again, maybe this is you know part of my strategy. You know, first pick of the next round here. I guess this is round six for us. So the sixteenth pick overall. And you know I'm gonna jump the gun on you guys again. This is why I took the third position. Mashpee High School has won the last three Super Bowls in a row they could be on their way to a fourth they typically have one of the smallest rosters going so what is the factor in all of the winning it's not just Devon Ford it's not Xavier Gonzalez it's the guy who puts it all together I think not only is he the best coach on Cape Cod he may be the best coach in the state you know Matt Treveri. Is going to be my next pick.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, he, you know, he has that other title before before Devon and Xavier came along as well. So I don't think you can really go wrong there. Yeah,
0: I think uh, I, I love those picks. Uh, Traver was at the top of my head coaching list. Uh, Falmouth defense was number two on my list. Uh, I had them downers allowing 14.6 points per game. And if I believe uh, I'm looking correctly, they have one shutout, and they've given up two TDs or less in four games this year against a tough Division Five schedule, too. So it's not against, uh, you know, cupcakes or anything like that there. So this is uh, going back to me now. Is that right?
2: No, no, it goes back
0: to Tyler. I get the two here, so okay. So Tyler, who you got? So we've got some defenses off the board now. Finally, we got a head coach off the board, a big one off the he- off the board there. Where are you, where are you thinking of going for this pick?
2: Oh,
1: yeah, so with you know four open spots left on the roster here, I was thinking about a uh, flex, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on Mashby and go with that defense as well. Playmakers everywhere. USOB. USOB. <laughs> <laughs> That Xavier, was my next pick. Xavier with what, what Rich what's 16?
2: Uh Xavier this year only has the 4 sacks, but career wise he's up around 30, I believe, maybe more than that. And the only reason he only has 4 is they run away from him. I have never seen a kid who has been game planned around as much as Xavier Gonzoff. They run away from him, they double team him, they try to chip him. He is a game changer when he doesn't even have to, you know, be around the ball. But then you got Kergo and
0: and uh, the Vaughan, forward on you know, on the outside corners yeah. there and safety position so uh, that's uh, you're relying a lot on speed. I love that you kind of got a little bit of a ball hawking defense there too. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to contend with the likes of a Falmouth offensive line if they were to go up head to head, but unfortunately we we would never get a chance to see that. Uh, maybe maybe in the future one day. I don't speed know who wins. knows. Speed wins. That's what speed I'm, that's what usually I'm does forward. kill. That's it. yeah. uh, is that is, is that um, the Oakland Raiders. Um, al uh why am i blanking al, on all davis. These names? al, al davis, davis that was his yeah. mantra right just yeah, give me speedy he's wide not receivers. the owner of this team
1: though he's uh no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't want anything to do with the davis's on my uh, you don't want mark no, davis and program. that awesome haircut no no, no, to come no. Pass.
0: <laughs> all right so i got i got back-to-back picks here i got a running back spot open i got a tight end uh seems like i need a defense now uh because i feel like that's that's quickly gone i feel like even in real life fantasy uh football and stuff i I'm always late on the defense party. Everyone just takes him before me, and I'm like, "Well, now I feel like I got. am forced to take one right now." Uh, stick. I'm going to stick with uh, my pick for the offensive line for defense, off the same mentality. Give me big, battle-tested teams that are going to be, uh, you know, playing up from the Division Two South. Give me the Barnstable Red Raiders. Uh, like I mentioned, their only losses, although they've given up. A good amount of points, 19.7 points per game allowed. Uh, they have two shutouts on the year, and their two losses, like I said, coming against Acton Boxborough, which is uh, you know seven and zero in Division One South. I believe they're the second or third seed, which is kind of crazy to think about that they're undefeated and that they're that low. Uh, and then Braintree, who's uh, you know, also in the playoffs in D2 South at four and three, and both of those are road games. So everything else, they've they've answered the call, uh, and that's a team that I want there. So uh, again, big, big, big. That's what I'm going for. And uh, let's go with my tight end position, Uh, and I'm going to stick with Bourne. This is uh, James Cahoon's go-to target. Uh, You know, He is a guy who can also get out and block because he's been an SEC all-star as an offensive guard last year, as soon as last year. This is a guy who can also kick extra points. I know we're not picking kickers, but if I need extra points, he's also my man. He's a great inside target. He's a big body. Give me senior Jack Neal, great person, great player. I'm all over him
2: jack Neal, a great pick there i was actually considering him for a flex spot because yep. that kid you know probably has the best tight end stats stats you yeah. know in terms of you know what production has uh he's put up this year of any of the kids that we're talking about you know xavier Gonzalez, not the focal point of the Mashby offense but just a stud nonetheless but neil has just been piling up the catches and the touchdowns. And I love that pick. He may be the steal of the draft.
0: And, that, and like I said, that pairs perfectly with James Cahoon as a safety valve. So if, you know, if by chance Ford or Kergo aren't opened, you can or Lopes for that matter, you can just you know, just oh, I'm just going
1: to dump it off it, to my tight end, or you know, some, run a quick seam up the and route. And Neil also has experience on the O line, right? Guard, yes. a guard last year. Yes, so he yeah, was you can pl- plug him in wherever wherever needed. Oh yeah, if you if we're down and
0: tight on the goal line, you need that yeah. extra blocker down there. He's got he's got no problem mixing up. He's a dual threat, uh, tight end position, real throwback from that position. But he's also speed too. So he's mm. got you know he's not I wouldn't say he's not as big as Cardoza or uh, or, or Gonzales. But he's got that that kind of deceptive speed about that tight end position, which I like. Uh, so that that rounds over. I got two. So we got I got two spots left. It's going back to Tyler. What do you got for us?
1: I'm going to go with a head coach. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is sneakily the best the best group out of anything. There are a lot of good coaches in the area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm going back down to the mid Cape. Uh, mm-hmm. Always runs a great spread offense down there at DY, Paul Funk.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the same thing, like you're going off of, you know, what Rich was saying about Matt Treveri. I mean, this guy wins titles. He has sustained success for, uh, albeit a bigger school than Mashpee, but again, still able to find players that fit into his system, whether it's a Jameel or not a Jameel. You know, he's always finding someone in there. And it really starts, what I love about him is that, Starts down from the Pop Warner program. They run a similar system there. It gives the kids the incentives to stick around and say, "Hey, if I can succeed in this program, when I get to the varsity level, I'm going to be a player there." So that that's great from a community perspective. It's what you want out of a head coach—someone who's going to be able to define talent and, and down the lower levels as well as coaching your varsity players. I think that's a great pick. I love it.
1: Yeah, he's really he's really created a great program there. You know, they've been to Gillette twice in the past five years. Right. I think he's won at least two super Bowls, so uh couldn't go really go wrong there with paul funk and that spread offense
0: No, when you got the rings you know it's tough to deny that there so uh rich you got you got your final two picks on the board here so what do you got well left? Far, what, no what actually we each have
2: three more picks by my uh by my count because we have the flexes and and two running yeah, backs two so three, yeah. oh okay all right ah, i see what you. all right so uh all right so i still need to go running back here so i'm gonna get that out of the way i'm gonna go with two of them here um I'm going to go big. I'm going to go small. Sure. So, with my first one, I'm going to go with the speed pick here. And he's coming back healthy this week. He just turns in big plays all the time. Doesn't get a lot of carries, but he makes the most of them. I'm going to take Trevor Noons with my first one. And then my other one, I'm going down the other end of the Cape. I know I've been uh, a lot of Falmouth Mashby. We're going to let one stranger in, and we're going to welcome in Macklebarge. I oh, just yeah. I love his game, you know. He didn't do much last week, but he's a big, strong, bruising kid. And behind this offensive line with these guys blocking for him, he could be the bell cow that I need. He's got a great football name too, Mac Labarge. Mac Labarge, yeah. yeah. He's he's a solid player
1: two ways. Uh, I know the defense won't count here, but he yep. is he is a bruiser, physical runner. Uh, I saw him play last year, and I was impressed with Labarge.
0: Yeah, I know, and I know him, and I think his brother too. I think they torched Sandwich last year when out in Northeastern. When I saw them, so that was uh, that. Th- those are definitely great picks right there. So you got one more, Rich, right? Oh, you got Noons, and then right, I forgot Noons, and then, uh, uh, yeah, the other guy there. There uh, we go. Now we're talking. Tyler, who who we got next?
1: So I'm going to go with the flex. A lot of good options here. Uh, a couple kids down for, for DY. I could reach back into that pool. But I'm going to go back to my hometown, grab a Wareham native, Jazari Saleem, Love running that. back, Upper Cape Tech. Yes,
0: yeah, so this, this is a guy who has nine rushing touchdowns on the year. He had uh, four straight games of two rushing touchdowns. This guy's really exploded on the scene from what I saw last year from Upper Cape. It was really – um, the Falmouth kid, who I'm, I'm Isaiah Silva. Uh, he was kind of the the bell cow of the entire offense as they kind of stumbled out of the gates last year. But Salim's kind of surprised. He looks like he's put on some weight. He's a hard runner. He has breakaway speed. He can run between the tackles. He can take it outside. So that's kind of a nice all-purpose back. I think I like that right there. And you still got a quarterback position open, right? Is that a... uh? I took Peter Kusky. That's right. Okay, who do you got left? That was it. That was it. You're done. Okay.
1: Uh, well, I have, a, I have a tight end left. I have a tight. End oh, because it comes
0: back. There we go. Yeah, I got two. I got two left because I'm picking them right now. Mm, yep. The snake okay. draft screws everything yeah, up, yeah. right? Yeah, that's Yeah, uh, that, that makes things difficult there. Math is hard for, for us sports writers here. Uh, hopefully not in sales. I feel like the numbers, you got to be good at numbers, right? Like,
1: uh, yeah, I try
0: to be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so my at final. Zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Always add the zero there. Move the decimal point. Um. Okay, so it doesn't really matter which order I take these two picks in. Uh, but, hey, coach, uh, you want to talk about a guy who's battle-tested who's won Super Bowls who knows the history of the game better than anyone, uh, who ranks in the top 11 all on active all-time wins in Massachusetts, a guy who's – give him a, a team. He knows how he's going to win. And uh, he's also done it at small schools too. Give me Ken Owen, Upper Cape Tech. This is a guy, very great temperament. He knows what to expect, hard-nosed football guy. He's, like I said, he's seen it all. He's weathered. There's not going to be a situation that he's not going to be prepared for like I said, he's won he's won titles, too. So clearly we got, you know, emphasis on rings, on winning titles here. Right. So that's that's what I think comes into play when you're talking about head coaches and my final pick. I think this is a bit of a a steal here. Uh, I already have my pass catching back. So I'm going to pass on my one of my other uh, running backs that I thought I could get. Uh, and I'm going to go with just blazing speed. I mentioned him earlier in the show. Uh, give me Jamon Scott Jr. from Bourne. This is a guy you haven't seen a whole lot of this year. But when he's shown, this guy can hit home runs whenever you want. I got playmakers and speed all over the offense for this spread formation. He's not great at catching the ball. But with Kergo, with Neal, with Lopes, with Ford, he doesn't really have to. You can give it to him between the 20s. Uh, and he can break it away. You can put, put twin... You know, twin running backs back there and you don't know who you're gonna who, who are you gonna guard, who you're gonna line up with. You can't match all that speed. I don't care how fast that mash defense is, you can't match the speed of my offense there. Jamon Scott, world class track star, second running back.
1: So that leaves me with just a tight end. Um going back down mid cape. Oh green and white. Oh, okay. Uh familiarity with the system. Um I'm going with Michael Gurney as my tight end. I saw him play last year. Uh, at Gillette he's Mm -hmm. a a solid target big target um, and he's gonna add a dynamic red zone presence to my uh, offense
2: yeah you and I saw that Falmouth DY game together and Gurney was the guy who made the plays for the uh Dolphins that day Mm -hmm. big catch radius runs nice routes physical kid that you know for your last pick of your draft there uh Tyler I gotta you know that is a steal for you
1: I, I agree. I think he's one of the one of the better tight ends in the area, and I, I was happy to see his name still there.
0: All right, Rich. Let's close it out with you. I think I know where you're going to go with it. Oh, you don't have a running back. You took both running backs. I, knew, I thought you were going to take Cameron Glover there for a second.
2: I and am. that was my option. Oh, you got the flex. I got the flex. I didn't mean to steal it from <laughs> you. I
0: apologize. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there.
2: Cam Glover is going to be my flex because with my offense, I'm going to be running the uh, triple option a lot of the time, although with Matt Treveri, I'm sure we're going to have Many, many sets, but, you know, with this offensive line and this personnel, we're going to be running a lot of power stuff, but you need those guys on the outside. I got Nunes on one side. I'm going to pair him with Glover, and I just say, guys, good luck because my team is pretty tough to stop.
0: Now, it's going to be tough to pick him up out of the backfield behind that big Falmouth offensive line because it's tough to pick him up in general. I know Upper Cape has a big line as well. But that's his biggest advantage is that you don't know where the ball's going when they hand it off because you can't pick him up over the lineman. Well, and
2: that's right. I figure he's kind of like a Dion Lewis type. You know, he's gonna catch the ball out of the backfield. You're gonna give him the ball on pitches and sweeps and, you know, maybe run a little jet action with him. He's the kind of guy who can just give you that home run when you need it. He's got the breakaway speed, and for somebody who's as undersized as he is, he's tough as nails and He's a Falmouth kid at heart. That's so true. That's where he is from. We have a lot of Upper Cape on my side, and I really like my team. I'm very happy. Yeah. and Once he turns the corner, he's gone. Don't let him turn the corner on you. That's that's your first mistake. So that's I, I like that
0: picker. So let's run down real quick. Um, actually, you know what? Before we do that, what are some? What's the best of the rest? What are some names that we missed uh, that would have been would have made the cut had we had an extra team in here? Uh, maybe if we weren't so narrow-minded i don't know where, where, where are some teams that we have left over
1: uh some some kids that are left over uh saint john paul the second running back i think he's a I think he's a family kid darren katzev mm-hmm. um he's yep. having a pretty good year uh um, mike sakovich for that reason mike sakovich yeah. as well yeah uh what's his name connor baldassaro receiver down at Barnstable high yeah he's another good one um Victor, Bobby Joy. Bobby Joy down at Nosset High. He's probably he's, the he's biggest. Uh, yeah, he's, he's probably the biggest yeah. snub, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there are co- a couple more down on that DY offense: uh, Darian Thompson and Peyton Doyle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, Tate Tate Sidwand down at Nosset. That's yep. another good name there. Uh, if yeah, Ian Miller. If, if we're not talking about just kids, Derek Almeida's still uh, still left out there. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah,
0: Derek Almeida's left out there. You have John McIntyre who has a Super Bowl ring too. So there, there's actually like a good amount of championship coaches on, on the yeah, area. It's like yeah. more, more than Na- I suspected. Yeah. Nantucket,
1: uh, there's their Nantucket High sports yeah. page tweeted us and said Victor Gambaroni was a first round pick. Um, he's yeah, he's still absolutely. Left there in the and who, who's pool, their other so, run? Who's the other running back uh, Burton, that they
0: have? Burton. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We got Burton there. Uh, another Wareham kid. I'm surprised you didn't jump over him. Andrew Brightman Andrew uh, from Brightman, upper, yeah, upper Cape yeah. Tech. Uh, You know, guys got hands, just hands, uh, but he's their their go to receiver, though. That's I mean, he plays plays a lights out wide receiver position. Other guy, Spencer Rose from Bourne, uh, another great guy who's there who's skill position. You can do a running back. He's kind of an athlete. He's been out, outside this year. He can return punts from you.
2: Well, I think next year, Wes, we're going to have to bring in Gavoni and we're going to have to make it a four man draft because, you know, this was one, two, three. We take nine guys. That's only, you know, nine times 27 players, you know. So this is the elite of the elite for the most part. And clearly, like I said, we left
0: off players there. You got, you know, Charlie Chapman or Tim Ladner from Sandwich or a great kind of Julian Edelman type of Danny Woodhead type kind of guys. who are going to, you know, not afraid to mix it up. Not going to be turned away by their size. They're going to still make plays for you.
2: Um, but let, let's run through our well, teams we, do need, we have. Well we do need guys on the waiver wire because you know that's guys true. get hurt and you know if somebody underperforms, this is fantasy football. Your butt's getting cut.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah no, it's cut it's a cutthroat league <laughs> in here, so that's that's for sure. Um let's let's run through our teams. Uh Tyler, what do we got for team Amaral here?
1: We uh, starting at quarterback, I got uh, a big arm guy, Matt Peter down at Barnstable High. Mm-hmm. My backs are Falmouth own, Jake Murphy, and I went over to Nantucket to grab Devontae Usher as the speed back. Sure. I have Jeffrey Jamil, who could be the best receiver in the state, uh, down at DY. Um, went back to DY for my tight end, Michael Gurney. Uh, the flex took a Wareham kid, a kid who's came out of nowhere this year and performed well in Jazari Saleem. Head coach is Paul Funk, and I doubled up on the Mashpee defense and O-line.
0: All right. And, Rich, what do you got for your team right here?
2: Well, I get a whole lot of maroon and a lot of blue as well. Uh, Kyle Conley is my starting quarterback. My running backs, I have Trevor Nunes and Mack Labarge of Nossett High School. Wide receiver, my first overall pick, Kyle Cardoza, Falmouth High. Tight end, I have Xavier Gonzalves He was my second pick. You know, those, that was a 1A and 1B situation there. My flex is Cam Glover from uh, Upper Cape Tech. I have the Falmouth offensive line. I have the Falmouth defensive line, and I have Matthew Treveri as my head coach. Guys, I don't see any weaknesses on my team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about all the. You, you go down this roster, and you're like, Jesus, how do, how is anyone going to beat these teams, right? I mean, you go down, and it's like, Jesus, it's just loaded player after player. So, uh, team, uh, team Sykes here. We got a quarterback. We got senior from Bourne, James Cahoon. Uh, running back, we got senior from Mashpee, Devon Ford. Uh, and then he's going to hand the reins off after he graduates to Jamon Sky, junior from Bourne, who uh, I think is, again, two speedy backs got like speed all over the field, uh, including at wide receiver with senior from Mashpee, Cam Kurgo. Uh, hopping over to the tight end, I got a nice safety valve and senior Jack Neal. I got an all-purpose player and flex from Cam Lopes, a senior, and then a solid backup too. Because you can't account for that, you know. It's like a solid backup quarterback. Uh, that's something you always want to keep in mind. You know, you always want a good backup quarterback there. Uh, offensive line, I went big on as well as on defense. I took ball, doubled up on them. And then give me a, a coach who's seen it all through the decades. Uh, Ken Owen who has got a couple of Super Bowl rings. Uh, you know 200 wins so he's probably the most uh, decorated coach uh, on the cape maybe maybe with the uh, exception of the island schools there right so their head coach uh, Martha's Vineyard just retired oh, uh, he came back he, uh, uh, that's he's right
1: back this year uh, Don Herman yeah there Don we go Herman, yeah
0: so back. I think you know as far as historic historical purposes go um, you know I think Ken Ken is among the best there so uh, we're right around an hour and 10 minutes uh, let's run through our NFL picks what you've all been waiting for right this is what y'all had to pay is listen to an hour and 10 of us jibber-jabbering to get these picks here. So Tyler, why don't you run down uh, your picks outside of the Patriots game? We'll save that for last. We'll all kind of go around and do that
1: outside of the Patriots game. I have, I like the Panthers um, at home plus two and a half. I like Oakland plus three at home um, against the Colts. Mm -hmm. I like Kansas city minus 10 at home against Denver. And I like the Saints in a pick'em in Minnesota.
0: Oh, okay, that's that's a big time game. I it's like that game, game a lot. I but saw that game initially, and it's like a pick'em, yeah. right? That's yeah.
1: It's the Saints. The Saints were my Super Bowl prediction. That team's really rolling now, so I think uh, I think they go into Minnesota and pull one out. Especially after last year when the you know Stephon Diggs had the uh, oh that's know, right that's a rematch of the NFC Championship yeah, yeah. game
0: that's right there and and it's two kind of underwhelming defenses too so you, you probably want to hammer the over in that game I would imagine
1: I, I would think so yeah because uh, it's still dome Saints, right it's, yeah it's, it is yeah. yeah the Saints are starting to get together and they added Eli Apple to the secondary this week so maybe they can yeah uh, but yeah, yeah one week out, of preparation yeah. how much is he going to be yeah. involved
0: but yeah no I, I see your point there. Uh, Maybe opposite of Marshawn Latimer. Maybe he cleans up his act a little bit, too. Um, Okay, so we love that. Rich, why don't you you get the handoff here?
2: All right. So other than my Patriots pick, I have Washington going into New York. Um, It's the Redskins minus one. And I just think the Giants are so bad right now. And Washington is sneakily a pretty good football team. Uh, Carolina getting two and a half at home against Baltimore, who, you know, they're a good team, but. I think people are really overrating what the Ravens are at this point. Uh, I got Pittsburgh minus eight against Cleveland. That game is in Pittsburgh. First game was really close. I don't like the way that the, uh, the Browns have been trending lately. And I think the Steelers are just primed for a big offensive weekend. And uh, I have San Francisco going into Arizona minus one and a half for the 49ers. These are two sucky teams, but I think the 49ers suck a little less
0: all right yeah that's that's can't miss stuff and like i said if you want if you want money that's that's where you paid attention to you listen to that portion of the show right there uh so th- now this is where you can kind of turn things off so i don't have any pressure on me right now and i just kind of threw darts at the board i just looked down and didn't do much research i didn't really think about it too much i got detroit minus three at home versus seattle i think detroit's sneakily getting their act together uh opposite of you rich i'm picking against you here i'm taking the browns plus eight at pittsburgh they are five and one or whatever they've only have one loss against the spread this year they served as my one non-patriots win last week uh, and their cover uh and then so uh, I'm, i'm gonna stick with the browns this year smart money on the browns that's that's what i always say yeah it's uh and then we got chicago minus eight at home against a very banged up new york jets defense um Regardless of what you think of Mitchell Trubisky, uh, who I'll be starting in my fantasy team this week, the guy puts up a uh, puts up points, uh, fantasy points there, and that that offense sneaky good. I like that like that offense a lot. I think they hold core at home against uh, a Jets team that's been kind of trending downwards, and then give me Cincinnati minus four at home uh, against Tampa Bay because I just don't like Jameis Winston. That's that's kind of what it gets down to, and then we got our Stone Cold Locks of the Week.
1: I would imagine maybe uh, Patriots games.
0: I think we're two out of three on an agreement
1: here. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on the Pats this week. Uh, you know, 14 point favorites. I think they they go into Orchard Park and dominate.
0: Yeah, I think I, I, I'm in agreement there. I'm at Pat's minus fourteen. Uh, I know Buffalo surprised Minnesota, uh, you know, at home and and that and up in Buffalo there uh, earlier in the season. But I don't imagine Brady losing. I believe he's like fifteen and one all time uh, against Buffalo on the road. I don't imagine that happening. I think they win big. 14. I think the
2: one loss was at like thirty-seven to nothing, thirty-one nothing. Yeah, the the yeah. uh, lawyer Malloy game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are going to lose, and I don't think they're. It's going to be that close. The thing, the reason I took Buffalo plus fourteen is I see the backdoor cover coming. Um, you know, this is the type of game where the Pats are going to have a comfortable lead, and I just see Buffalo doing enough to cover that fourteen. It to me, this feels like thirty-five to twenty-four. Pats win, and they win comfortably. But, you know, if you're betting it, that 14 is a huge number. And I just, you know, I'm willing to give Buffalo the 14. If I can start the game with a 14 nothing lead, I feel okay.
0: But you do have Derek Anderson playing that game. I totally understand <laughs> that. And
2: this game could end up 35 nothing. I have egg on my face. And, you know, hey, I'm willing to get it wrong. I just... I see this game being... Take the points if you got Yeah, it's it just... It's not... This Patriot team seems to be... They take out just enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Gronkowski's going to be that involved. I think they're going to run the ball. They don't have Sony Michel. You know, so James White's going to have to do a lot of the carry, you know, and, you know, um, what's the guy's... Ken there? John Barner. Yeah, Barner. I mean... Who's been pretty good, actually. He yeah, he was fine. Yeah. He's been fine. But, you know, the Pats are going to do enough to win the game. I just don't see them having to do. I could see them letting off the gas.
0: Yeah, I just think uh, Patriots. Uh, when the spread is that big, historically, they're one of the safer teams to bet against big spreads like that. Cause they they typically cover. Uh, that, that's just kind of my mindset on it. Yeah, you, know, you bet the Patriots and you take the over. That's usually the uh, the the combo there.
1: Yeah, I do. I do think it's going to be a blowout, but I see where Rich is coming from because the pets always when they get that big lead, or almost always, they soften up on defense, mm-hmm. start playing zone and teams just move down move down the field in, in chunks. So I, I could see that, you know, that backdoor cover, but I do think the Pets win by 20 plus
0: we are talking about like a historically awful bills offense though it is terrible like like on pace to be the worst offense in NFL history their
1: number one receiver is built like a left tackle so Zay Jones uh Calvin
0: Benjamin oh okay I was gonna say Zay Jones is leading them like statistically he's got 19 receptions. yeah but
2: they're also a team that you know when you think you're gonna figure it out they go into Minnesota and went now granted different quarterback but you know they beat the uh the titans by a point point in just an ugly freaking game in you know buffalo well let's not compare tennessee to the patriots no, but either the, the buffalo is the betters fly in the ointment this year you know when you think they them figured out they seem to you know screw you so i'm um, that's why i see the back door cover all right
0: yeah so we got it right here uh we hope you enjoyed everything on the facebook live and the uh, nfl draft we'll we'll tweet out our uh Uh, high school football teams uh you know on Twitter here so if you want to tweet us anything uh teams that we left off who you think is the best players that we left off I should say uh you know things like that let us know who who drafted the best team we're always welcome to uh the adoration and the the hate so you can hit us up on Twitter Tyler what's your Twitter handle
1: it's Tyler Amaral 22
0: all right Rich at the Rich McClone, And you can find me at at Wesley Sykes underscore. You can also find us on Twitter, on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on Overcast, on not Spotify, not iHeartRadio just yet. Those take a little bit of time. They haven't got back to me so quickly. Uh, and there's a couple other ones there too. Uh, player FM. That's another one there. There we go. So you can find us anything. If you have a smart device, you can find us because it's very smart. It should, it's very intuitive. You should be able to figure that out. Uh, and then, Rich, real quick, where are you going to be this weekend?
2: So my plan is to start at Falmouth High against Foxborough because that kickoff is at six o'clock this evening. Uh, if that score starts to get out of hand, I will get over to Mashby a little earlier. Um, I am hoping to see the end of the Mashby game as well. I figure I can always make phone calls to get quotes later. I'd like to see two games and try to get pictures at both.
0: Yeah, I got a I got a little bit of a tougher uh, stretch between games here. So I got a 6:30 start at Upper Cape Tech. Thank you, Hurricane Michael. Uh, so I'll be starting there, and then I think this might be the end of the run uh, for Bourne. So I want to be there for that that playoff game at the end. I don't so you're gonna try gonna and get up to one.
2: Abington? Yeah. Good luck. That is a very difficult drive. Well,
0: I I appreciate your support
2: uh, on <laughs> that a, one. It is a tough place to get to quickly.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when you're when you're riding a beat-up Ford Focus, uh, you know, you're not exactly riding in the Swedish manufactured Volvo S40 the 2007 edition with 170,000 miles logged on it. So, I'll be cruising up there. Uh Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking to crack 250K on that sucker. and It's all paid off now. I'm going to run that bad boy right into the ground.
1: That's how I feel about the Jeep. The yeah, it's, still a, going. it's, it's going a beautiful throw. thing.
0: What What do you got on the
1: Jeep? 176.
0: Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's, That's, that's American-made, too. That's American muscle. I love that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on the show. We had a fun time. I think yeah, yeah. you had Thanks a fun time. Yeah. yeah, great time. Go Sox. You'll be watch, watching Sox. the Sox game tonight, yeah, get right? The out. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get the brooms out. I love that. All right, great. So, and then uh, enjoy football. We'll be back later uh, next week, hopefully, with some more teams to talk about. But until then. Peace.